Herman James, and today I'm going to be talking about DIY. Everyone that knows me knows that I like to do my own thing when it comes to fixing my cars, fixing my house, repairing my house, repairing the cars, fixing my computers, whatever it may be. I like to be able to have the knowledge to fix it, repair it, replace it, or even when I'm buying new items, I want to research it to make sure I understand exactly what I'm buying. Now, there's also the other side of the coin of I'm very cheap and don't want to spend the money in order to have to pay someone to do a job that I could figure out or do or just Google and check out a video on YouTube to figure exactly what's going on. Growing up, my dad taught me how to work on my own cars. That was because he was a mechanic back in the day and when he got in a car accident, they had to fuse a vertebrae to another one in his neck and he was no longer able to work on cars. But he'd be damned if he was going to pay someone to do the repairs and the routine maintenance on his vehicles when he's got a perfectly good son sitting right there in the house, all of 10 and 12 years old, to help do the work with him. He showed me how to change the oil, change spark plugs, do minor repairs on cars, same things that he would have done in a shop. Now, at this point in time, I'm 33 years old. 20 years past where he had taught me and leaps and bounds above where the education that he gave me has been instilled. Now he gave me that great base and that knowledge and the ability to do what I do now. And at the time there wasn't the internet database there is today. We relied on each other and everyone else to teach you things. That whole idea of it takes a community, it takes a neighborhood, it takes a village to raise a child and get the education that everyone needs to be able to excel in this world. Now, I've taken that minimal education that he gave me in car knowledge and I have grown it exponentially in my life. Like I said, I will pick up furniture, I will repair it, I will build it, I will make it what I want it to be, I'll put it in my house. I will do the same with cars. When I was in college, I was a broke college student. Living financial aid check to financial aid check, I worked full time just to make sure I could pay the bills, pay my fraternity dues, as well as have some semblance of a social life. Because of that, I wasn't expected to have the nicest of things. I didn't anticipate being able to have the nicest of things, but I knew if I wanted them, and I did, I would have to work extra hard to figure out how to get them. So when it came to things I wanted, mainly being cars, I knew I could buy the ones that were broken down or junked out a little bit or had a repair that the person selling it didn't know how to do. I could buy them on the cheap, fix them, drive them around and have them as long as I want to and then sell them for more than I bought them for and buy a new car that I wanted to have and keep going that way. Due to that, since the age of 16 to 33, I have owned more than 18 cars in my life. That's more than most people will own their entire life. But I have had some of the best sports cars, some of the most fun classic cars, a few trucks to get me out to exactly where I want to go, and now I've even been able to build from the ground up and restore a vintage Datsun, something I didn't expect to be able to do, I always wanted to, 
and now I'm able to do it because I've learned, I've taught myself more, and God bless YouTube. In terms of DIY, there's many reasons why people are going to do it. Like I said, you either want to learn for yourself to have the knowledge to be able to repeat what you're doing again and again to repair what's going on in your house or because you don't want to pay someone to do it. Now, DIY is going to go from everything from automotive to electric in terms of computers, TVs, audio, video, all of that, as well as household, whether it's doing your own home repairs, appliance repairs, or building a garden out. There are so many different things that we take on in this world that I do personally that I'd never anticipated having to do or even learning to do. And even when I was in college, I didn't have the ability to go search things on the internet because YouTube wasn't there yet. The internet wasn't as vast as it is now and there wasn't as much of a data resource as there is to just Google something and someone's already recorded that same problem. It is a wonderful thing to be able to have and I thoroughly enjoy it. When we bought our house, we bought it knowing that we were going to have to do some repairs, cosmetic fixes, and things to that extent that weren't going to be necessarily required to have a contractor. I would look at the project at hand, I could deduce kind of what was going on with it and figure I can probably do that and if I don't know how to do it, I can YouTube it and I'll find someone that's already done it and figure out exactly what's going on. And that's exactly what I did. When we bought the house, there were really, really shoddy repairs and I guess they thought they were upgrades that were performed by the previous owner. This is including peel and stick laminate flooring that was glued down to the concrete slab that took a friend of mine and myself about six hours to actually peel up with a industrial heat gun and it was maybe a 10 by 5 section but it was so glued that there's no way of getting up with pry bars or anything else so I actually had to buy an industrial heat gun to heat the glue that was added to the bottom of the adhesive and just pull everything up it was ridiculous and this had to have been done in a time where they didn't have the ability or maybe they just didn't care but that being done by a professional would have cost even more. Along with having to pull up that laminate flooring, there was also really shitty tile work done in my house that had to get pulled up from room to room. It changed colors. There were shaky cuts that were no straight lines on the sides of it in transitions between rooms. And it was horrible. It was altogether very bad. So I did all the demolition myself, never having done it before. But figuring what's the worst that can happen. It's demo of tile on a concrete slab. I learned real quick, get my friends that have the tools together. And if they don't have them, rent them from a hardware store. So I took an entire weekend, hand chiseled and scraped up, I'd say probably about two to 300 square feet of tile, if not a little bit more, and then rented a concrete sander, sanded down the entire concrete slab where all the stuff was put at in order to be able to hire a contractor to do the tile work in my house. The demo work was relatively easy. The concrete shaving was pretty intense and hard and filled the house with, you know, a concrete cloud of dust everywhere. 
So masks were definitely required for me on that one. But I wasn't going to pay someone to do that kind of work for me. It's not intricate work. It's nothing that if I went too far, couldn't be repaired by myself. And I wasn't that afraid to do it. I wasn't scared to pull the trigger and do it. When it comes to that, people come into our house and ask who's done the work, who's put the flooring down, who's put the tile work down, who painted your house. And I can honestly and proudly say 90% of the work that's been done in this house, I have done myself and I've done it with my friends and family and we've had fun doing it. No, at the time it wasn't fun because we pulled two a days, going to work, coming here, swimming in the pool to cool off, going to our rental, then coming back after work the next day. And that happened for a solid month, month and a half, just to be able to be move in ready. But again, I wasn't afraid to do it. I'm never afraid to try something and figure it out and pull the trigger on doing it. Unfortunately, that's not the same case for everybody. I have tons of friends nowadays that are telling me that they don't know how to do certain things or afraid to do certain things, or they just flat out don't want to try. And I think it's because everyone's afraid of doing something so bad or poorly that it's going to have to be redone or they're going to have to pay someone to fix things. So is life. You have to do things you don't want to do. And if you want to save a buck, you can go ahead and pull that trigger and try. Worst case scenario, you're going to pay someone to do it in the first place. So why not take a swing at it if it's not going to cost you that much more in the long run? We now have the ability of YouTube to have step-by-step -step videos of individuals who have uploaded small segments at a time or even hour-long tutorials on how to do pretty much everything from doing a demolition to a straight rebuilding of a house, remodeling a bathroom, tiling a wall, rebuilding a computer, which I have no ability to do, and I would love to get into doing it, but I'm scared because that's something I really don't know how to do. And in terms of what's going on, I just need to educate myself on that. But in terms of the YouTube, you can even watch a step-by-step -step video of how to rebuild your car. And there's a good chance if you were to Google your year making model of a vehicle and what's going wrong with it, someone has already had that exact problem and has shown someone how to do it or uploaded the video on YouTube, the pictures in a form, or just a walkthrough steps in a form, which is fantastic. You don't have to buy the Haynes manuals anymore. You don't have to freak out about getting a dealership repair manual like I had to call a friend to do when I owned a Dodge Stealth. That manual was over 500 pages and cost a few hundred dollars back in the early 2000s. And that's crazy. Along with the YouTubes, you've got HGTV, which is the best worst enemy. Because everything you see on there, they make look so easy and doable and not a problem at all. You also forget that the repairs are doing on these TV shows like Brother vs. Brother and Flip or Flop, they're taking 60, 90, 120 days to do, but they're putting this into a 30 or 60 minute segment, so it looks like I can do an entire bathroom remodel in a weekend. That shouldn't be difficult. The twins did it so quick here. I mean, they cut it down to just 30 minutes with commentary. How hard can that really be? Well, it's really hard, but... They give you the ideas on HGTV to see things in action, the materials, the work, the labor, the mistakes, 
and the choices that people do in order to be able to incorporate your own ideas into doing it and seeing exactly what it takes someone to do. Now, some of the shows will have people do things for the first time on their own. Others will have the professionals do everything, so you can see the before and the after. They also give you the benefit of giving you what I consider a pseudo cost to what they're doing in terms of material and labor. But the fact that you can physically see it being done and the variety of shows they have out there now versus the Bob Vila's This Old House back in the day being one of the only primary sources of seeing people do home repairs, it's fantastic. You can pretty much watch any videos, any TV shows, and see everything done. The caveat to that is you have to be willing and able to pull the trigger and do the work yourself. If you're able to do that, you can save yourself the time and the heartache and on sometimes waiting that time from 8 to 5 for a contractor repairman to show up and do the minimal effort to fix what you thought was going to be a major, major problem. Now, when it comes to me and the things I don't know, it's hit or miss depending on the project, whether it's automotive, whether it's household, or it's computers. Automotive, I'm pretty well versed. I can figure out a majority of things. It really comes to how much time I want to spend on this, and do I right now have the tools to do it? I've never been afraid to just say fuck it and pull the whole thing apart and re-put it back together. That's been my motto since day one. I never had the money to pay for a mechanic, especially when my Dodge Stealth broke down three times because I watched Fast and the Furious and learned what a boost gauge was and learned that if I put a manual boost gauge on a stock twin-turbo 330-horsepower all-wheel drive car, I could crank the boost up, which means I would increase the horsepower. That's all I understood from watching Fast and the Furious. I didn't realize there's so much more into it. Due to my naive perspective and understanding of what was going on, I blew that engine three times. Fortunately for me, blowing the engine really just meant that I blew a little rubber O-ring. Unfortunately for me, that little rubber O-ring was in the middle of the engine each time. And back when I had the car, I want to say this around uh, 2005 to 2008-ish, I called a mechanic shop to ask to see what it would cost to have them repair that for me, and they told me a lowball estimate of $3,500. Broke college kids don't have that. My parents didn't have that. There's no way I could have that put into a garage. So I spent the remaining $300 I have to buy a 1977 Ford F-150 while I demolished the entire engine, just disassembled the whole thing, pulled it apart, called some friends, went on a website where I found a local DSM, uh, Diamond Star Motors, for those who don't know, group who were able to help me come over, tell me they had the same problems, bring the giant manual, and repair things. That's when I learned if I'm going to ever be good at doing this in the future, I'm going to have to get the people around me that know everything. So I've done that. I've surrounded myself with friends and with companies and with intelligent individuals for all the tasks and the ideas that I do now and I want to do in the future. So I have the base knowledge and the core group of people to help me for whatever I'm trying to do. Now, the only 
issues I don't know how to resolve and I don't know how to rebuild and work on are computers. Those scare the dickens out of me. But I've learned from a good friend of mine, Gene, how to use torrents to download material, to download software, to use things for videos, for TV shows, for tutorials, for books. And I've expanded my knowledge on that to learn how to jailbreak phones, jailbreak TV fire sticks, how to jailbreak Apple TVs to get more content onto them, to get more out of the device that was necessarily locked down by the actual manufacturers to make everything safe when they distributed them. So I understand where they were trying to come from and limit them so you have to buy products from them, but the ability to jailbreak things and expand was a very minimal product for free is amazing. And I love to be able to do that because I've just now extended what I purchased into a more vast product for me. It's more useful and I didn't have to pay someone to do it, which is fantastic. That's what I'm all about. Being able to fix, repair, or build out because doing that makes me feel better and makes me feel I got my money's worth when I bought something. Now, it's inevitable. The more you do things, the more you break things, the more you repair them, the more you rebuild, the more you upgrade things, your friends and family are going to see it. They're going to notice exactly what you're doing and then ask how you've done that, ask who's done that for you. And when they find out that you've done it, they're going to ask you to help them. Now, this is where you have to think about when you were doing it. Did you have anyone there to help you? And if you're like me, you probably didn't. You had to figure it out or throw caution to the wind and do it yourself. Look at YouTube, look at tutorials, read forums, and just figure out exactly how to do things. And then take what you've watched, take what you read, and physically do it yourself. There's a difference from watching and reading to actually applying that to a physical task. Now, the concept sounds easy to do until you're physically doing it, and then you realize, all right, this is a lot harder than it looked like. The 20-minute YouTube video is taking me three hours. What am I doing wrong? Not doing anything wrong. It's just that the person in the video has done this numerous times. That's why it looks easy when you watch it. So now that you've done it a few times, it's easy for you, and you can now help out those around you. I help out everyone I can, and I try to do as much as I can to help the people that I'm working with and the people that I'm friends with in order to help them have a better experience with life than I had. Because you know as much as I do, it is a pain in the ass to try to learn things and figure things out and do it on your own and find the right resources to do what you're going to do. But you'll find them. Now, your friends and family, they're going to try to use you as the shortcut. And in my world, that's fine. For me, that's okay because I love helping people. I love to be able to do what I've done, learn what I've learned, and then show people what I've learned. It makes me feel almost like I'm showing off a little bit, and it makes me feel like I'm being a better benefit to my friends and family and to society. It's a helpful thing. Now, those friends of yours that are just going to keep asking you to do things for them, and there's no reciprocal value to it, they're not helping you in any way to do anything else. They're not making you dinner, taking you out to lunch. I don't like asking friends to pay you to do tasks that you didn't pay to do. 
and that's the major thing, like roofing someone's house or maybe it's your trade, then that's understandable. But something small like helping them paint their house that they're doing as well alongside you, I think that's kind of a shitty thing to do. But if you're doing it for them and they're doing it alongside of you, why not help someone? You would have loved that if there was someone out there to do it for you, but there wasn't. And now for your friends and family, there is. Be that person. Don't be a dick. Be willing to help people out that need it, that are honestly trying to figure things out on their own themselves. It's a scary thing to do. You know the feeling if you've been doing this for a while. It's scary to know what's going to happen. You don't know the end result. We've all seen the Pinterest and the Facebook fails where you see this beautiful, wonderful cake or build out or something. And then you see someone else try to do it and it was a fail. You're going to fail. You're going to fall. You're going to hurt yourself. Get back up. Learn. Redo what you've just done. Now do it better. That is the point of doing this is to learn, to figure out what's going on. The DIY, do it yourself. How many times have you done something in this world that the first time you did it was great? Unless you're some abnormal human, that doesn't happen every time. You're going to fail. You're going to sound stupid. You're going to look stupid. It's not going to fit right the first time. You're going to have to take three cuts at whatever you're doing to make sure it fits properly. Maybe you installed something upside down. Now you've realized what you did and how you've done it, why you've done it. You won't do it again. Those are the skills and the educational moments for you that are going to be the bread and butter for you moving on with those tasks in the future or repeating it if it breaks again or if it happens for your friends, family, or loved ones. That's what you do. That's the point of all of it. DIY lifestyles are fantastic. I love them. I love being able to help myself, help my family, and I hate being ripped off by people to do a cheap job. That being said, if I don't have the time to do something and it's got to be done now, but my lifestyle, my work, my home life is just too busy for me to get to doing it, I don't mind paying someone the correct price to doing it just to get it done when I want to have it done. And that's okay for me. Now, DIY stuff is great when you want to do it, when you want to learn or you want to save money. Now, DIY stuff isn't so great when you're forced to do it. Don't even get me started on the people and the companies that are going to charge you a high dollar amount for a task or a part that is minimal at best. People are coming to your house to tighten a cable on your TV. But because they came over, it's a $110 minimum charge to tighten one cable, half a turn, that was inside the TV that took them under 15 minutes to do. I called to get an estimate of a quote to see how much it was going to cost to have a texture painted on the side of my bathroom wall after I pulled off wallpaper after 20 plus years of being on there. I was told the minimum charge to just look at that was going to cost me $200, not including any labor or materials. I just got a phone call from a friend's father two days ago 
saying his hard drive, his external hard drive, had crashed and he couldn't get it running. He took it to Best Buy and they told him that they would charge him a $500 deposit and then send it off. Could take six to eight weeks to come back to him and it could charge him anywhere between one to $2,000 and there was no guarantee the software was gonna be able to be used on there but the data was able to be recovered. You have the same issue when it comes to car repair. An oil change is fine. They're gonna charge you $30 to do an oil change and if you buy the material to do one oil change, it would cost you the same. But if you bought the same materials and equipment to do it for $30, you could give yourself two, sometimes three oil changes versus just the one. But you have to get under the car and there's labor and I understand that. But to do things like tire rotations, to do alignments that are done on the computer, that they aren't even doing any physical work on these things that's gonna be any strenuous activity and they're costing hundreds of dollars. That's ridiculous. We had a home warranty company come to diagnose our dishwasher because it was leaking. I didn't take a look at it and I didn't have the time because I was at work. The tech came out for $75. He came out and replaced one piece of weather stripping sealant on it to get it to stop leak. $75. He didn't ask to have us pay him for a little bit of his time and then just the part itself. It had to be the full $75. That's ridiculous. Because of this, because of shysters, high prices, people are being forced to do it themselves. The DIY that you're supposed to take advantage of because you want to, people are being forced to do. Because Best Buy wants to charge you $1,000 with a $500 deposit to fix a $20 SATA bridge. 20 bucks, that's it. Friend's father was able to take it to an IT guy in his office after he watched a YouTube video, the guy was able to repair it, pull everything off of it, and have it placed onto his other hard drive in under five minutes for free. Not $1,500. DIY is not meant to be a forceful thing. It is supposed to be something you can do because you want to, because the abilities and the properties are on the internet for you to be able to see and fix yourself, to learn and go off of. It's not meant to be forced upon you because a contractor or a tech or somebody in a different trade is coming after you because they want to charge you the most because they're going to stick you in the fucking ass for it because they know they've got you because you don't know how to do it. Fuck them. Watch YouTube. Do it yourself because it's worth it in the long run to pay a little bit to screw it up yourself than to pay a fuck ton to have someone else mess it up and then charge you more because they messed up the first time. That's unacceptable. Do it yourself because you want to. Do it yourself because you want to have that knowledge because you're going to enjoy the experience. You shouldn't be forced to do it because of some asshole in a store or some asshole contractors come to your house to rip you off. That's not all right. 
that's not okay. And you big box stores putting people behind a counter, calling them experts, calling them geek squads, and not training people and tell them, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that's on there. I'm not sure how to do that. Don't call them an expert. They're not an expert. They're just some asshole behind a desk with a name tag. Call it what it really is. Call it the fuck you squad, because that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be paying them to not do the right thing or pay them high dollar to do the same thing that you could do for free or for just the cost of a part. That's not all right. The DIY is supposed to be something that is going to build a network around you and your friends. Something that's going to save you money because you want to save money, not because you have to. The learning aspect of the DIY ideas and lifestyles are great. I love them. I love learning. I love helping other people. I love educating others as well. I think it's a fantastic attribute to your friends, family, and your lifestyle. I also love keeping my own money. And by building or fixing, repairing, and upgrading my own household, cars, appliances, gardens, computers, saves money for me, keeps money in my pocket. That also makes me very happy. Now, whether that's something you also enjoy, you like to have as well, great. If it's something you want to get into, don't be scared for it. Call your friends, post on Facebook, social media, Twitter, and ask who of your friends have done something like this? Who has the tools? Who can show me how to do it and teach me what needs to be done? You'd be surprised to see how many of your friends and of your peers who have done these projects before and they're in your backyard. You didn't know they were there and they're willing to help you. Just put yourself out there. Don't be afraid of trying something new or asking for help from your friends. I'm positive people are going to be out there for your help. The issue nowadays is that tradesmen that used to be pretty prevalent out there are no longer there. There was a stigma saying that you know, going to a trade school is going to be worse for you. You're not going to make as much money as you would if you went to a four-year college. You're going to be in debt at a four-year college and probably not working in the field in which you graduated nowadays with a college degree, whereas a trade, a mechanic, a welder, a fiberglass guy, those are in high demand. Hell, my garbage man makes more than I do, and I've got a college degree and numerous certificates and licenses. Still makes more than me, and is off at the times I'd love to be off. So do it. Don't do it. Figure out what the reason is why you're not doing it, and then throw that out. Try it. Try something small. Try something cheap. See if you can do it and if you like it and how it works out for you. You don't have to get high-end expensive tools, do the tricks and trades and all that kind of stuff. You can get cheapo starter kits for 100 bucks that have 150 to 300 tools and try something out. Try doing it yourself and seeing what you can accomplish. Because in the long run, the retailers aren't going to stop screwing you over and they're going to keep at it. So just try to see what you can do on your own see how much you like doing it and who knows maybe you're going to be the next DIYer in your family or your neighborhood helping everybody else out thanks for listening thanks for tuning in and thanks for sharing the rant I really appreciate all the support 
and feel free to drop me a line at the rant with Herman James at gmail.com. Can't wait to see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.